millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. You should celebrate yourself every day. But some days, you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Well, 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 hello, stranger. Hello, stranger, Louise Maloney. Hi, stranger. I missed you, Bushy. I missed you, too. Uh, sorry, everyone, we've been away for a couple of weeks. I tell you what, though, the nicest thing has been, like, you always worry doing this, that if you just stop doing it, no one would give a toss or no one even notice. Mm. But we've had so many lovely messages from people saying, where the hell are you guys? Uh, mm. That it's been heartwarming. So welcome back. We resume our journey, the A to Z of the 1990s. Uh, we're going to be doing tea in a minute uh, with myself, Andy Bush, Louise Murray just there. The, the reason has been, it's been my fault, really, to be honest with you. I've had a... Well, had not a, really, like... An unexpected uh, uh, skin cancer on my nose diagnosis, uh, which means that uh, a couple of days after this recording is happening now, I've got to go to a plastic surgeon and have a great big spot on my nose removed. Um... Uh, which I wasn't expecting. I thought it was just... I was told by two different GPs, now nah, it's a cyst. Put some cream on it. It'll be fine. Uh, and I think the moral of this story is if you if you have a gut feeling that you're being fobbed off... And I know the National Health Service is like under loads of strain and stuff at the moment, but if you've got a feeling that it might not be right or it doesn't feel right or it doesn't look right, then just keep asking the question, which is what I did. And thank God I did, because otherwise God knows what would have happened. Do you know what I mean? Bush, this is really scary. And, you know, it made me feel guilty about all the times I took the piss out of you, told yep. you look like shit, slagged yep. that actual spot on your nose. Yeah, I think and I might I might go back and, uh, uh, and uh, isolate that one episode. Do you remember that episode where you spent the first five, ten minutes telling me that I look like shit? Do you remember that? I Do you remember know, that and little did we know, I feel terrible now. Now look what's happened, huh? Now look what's happened. But the moral of the story is, it really scares me, the fact that there's probably people all the time who completely put their trust in doctors and think, no, 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 the doctor said I'm fine, and they just go about their business yep. and they don't double... Did you triple check, yeah? This is a triple check. I, in the end, I, I, I paid to go to a private consultant because I thought... The, the other thing is as well, um, this is not an NHS podcast, but... Um, I, I, our doctors are so difficult to get an appointment with. You've got to fill in like loads of forms. Like they they almost want you to think, "Oh, sod it, I'm just going to go private," which is a real shame. I feel like that's the way the NHS is going. So, um, and it's quite easy then if you're like um, Doris the ostrich bloke who puts his head in the sand, like I do. You just yeah. think, "Well, the doctor said I've been and got it checked. The doctor said it's fine. So, in which case, that's it." 
Um, but it was just, I don't know, it was just, it didn't feel right. Um, and then he, as soon as he sat down, told me what it was. Uh, and, and luckily, it's one, you know, there, there are loads of people with worse and stuff like that. I've had some lovely messages from people who've got like, a, you know, proper stuff on their plate compared to what I've got to deal mm. with. Um, but um, it's it's a routine little operation on uh, in a couple of days' time. Uh, he's a plastic surgeon as well. So I was just going through his uh, Instagram page. I reckon I might get my chin done like Michael Jackson. I was going to say, why don't you get some boobs done while you're down? While you're, shall I get some or even pecs? Don't they stitch in actual pecs as well? I mean, I think they can. Yeah, because you know, in a combination with my nose and my back not working, I've genuinely felt like I've just been, uh, you know, pretty much done and dusted. So maybe this is my comeback. Get a dimple put in my chin, like David Guest or Michael Jackson. Boob, boob lift, pecs, but ass lift. Get me teeth done. I'll oh be a new God. man. Imagine you came out with a Brazilian butt lift. I would be absolutely over the moon, Bush. It'd be good, wouldn't it? Because a lot of people have said to me, I don't have an arse. I don't you have don't any arse. You don't have an arse. It's flat. It's flat. It's just a continuation of your legs. Into have you, said, have you thought cheeks. that before? Yeah. Oh, right. You never said this, but you haven't mentioned this before. Well, I just thought, wait till you, you know, get a <laughs> yeah, diagnosis and I'll on. kick you in. You're <laughs> well, yeah, maybe when I've recovered from this nose thing, you can steam in on that. But however, uh, the worst thing, the weirdest thing with this op that's going to happen is they're going to take a, a circle of skin from behind my ear. Uh, and then and then use that on my nose, so it's like no a skin way. graft. So uh, um, I think my modelling days might be uh, done and dusted, unfortunately. And my nose is my biggest part of my entire body, so it's going to be like a beacon with a little circle on it. So you do um, have a fairly big schnoot schnoot, I have to say. Thank you very much. Yeah, thanks, thanks very L- looks, much. So. Looks good on you. Looks good on you. So tell me this: this is not even for the pod because we haven't caught up. We're sure, we haven't. I've just left you to your own devices, and there's been a bit of midterm break and. I know you wanted to hang out with your family a bit more, blah, blah, blah. But genuinely, I do want to know, is there going to be recovery time? Are you going to be in for long? Is it an in and out job? Like, what's the crack? I, I think literally I don't go to sleep during it. They just do it there and then. I'm back no home way. the same day, which is cool. Okay. Um, he told me when, when, when I went for the appointment, he'd done five of them that morning. So I think it's fairly routine, knocks them out okay. uh, and stuff. But um uh, I'm just going to look ridiculous for a little while. Do you know what I'm going to look like? You remember Hurricane Higgins towards the end, the uh, the snooker player had like <laughs> loads of plasters. You got, you know, people got a plaster on their Adam's apple. That's what I'm going to look like. I feel like one of those people with like a, I might get a pirate's patch because that'll be that side of my face. Do you know what I mean? I thought you were going to say so. and put it on that bit of your nose. Well, I might have to just get some, or maybe some really flamboyant glasses that take people's attention away from it. But the main thing is, you know, I, I, I didn't want us to falter right towards the end of our epic odyssey that we've had here in the yeah. A to Z of the 90s. So, uh, but, and let me just find out how, how, you, how you've been, Louise. What have you been doing? You've had parents visiting and stuff like that as well? Oh, I've had loads going on. Parents visiting, dad's 70th, yada, yada, yada. He got his hygienist appointment. He said he felt like he had a, a physical spring clean. Good so on him. He was delighted. Also fancy to the hygienist. She's this very hot blonde Polish chick. And he was like <laughs> delighted to be reclining as he said in her room delighted so, to be uh, reclining yeah in her room so yeah it's all been good I have been worried about you as you know but I Thank you. can see you now there's still a spark in your eye so now I think um, you know usual business can resume and I can just like the shit out of how you look again yeah absolutely and I wouldn't want it any other way and there's, mm. there's life in the old dog yet so let's uh, resume then Louise our epic odyssey in the uh, attempt to categorise every iconic thing about the 1990s in alphabetical order this is T. So I'm going to come straight in with the, with the first one here, and this this uh, this. 
toy, this thing has a special place in my heart because we still have them in the house. Tea in the 80s and the 90s, 1990s is for Tamagotchi. I know it straddles the 80s as well, but uh, someone calls it organised murder for children on Twitter earlier on. But I know you're supposed to look after the little creature that's in that circular plastic thing that you carry around with your little electronic device. But most of the time, you, you give birth to this little electronic creature, um, you name it and everything, uh, you have big ideas about playing with it and giving it love, and then you just allow it to wallow and kind of suffocate in its own shit in a tiny room. Um, I'm going to come right out and say it. Um, I don't get it. I, I don't. I never had one. Um, I think I, I definitely know girls in the class had them, but I never had one, and I think it went over my head. I, I still don't really get it. Like, what's the point? Is it just taking responsibility for something? What's the crack bush? It's like a little pet. It's just like a digital pet. I mean, there was such a big craze, I think, in the early 90s. I, I remember seeing on the news, like TVAM, that teachers were having to confiscate people's um, Tamagotchis when they got into the class because it was distracting the kids from the actual lesson. So I think at one point they were they were quite a big deal, and the, I got them recently. The, the lovely people at Tamagotchi very kindly sent uh, um, Thea, our middle daughter, uh, one of them. And now nowadays the graphics are even better. Like you can take oh, a photo are. of of different food and then put that food into their little world, uh, and, it, and it's pretty amazing. But I think it's supposed to teach kids responsibility. But like I say. Nine times out of ten, they do end up dying, drowning in their own feces because you haven't cleaned out their cage. Sounds wonderful. So, come here. Is the Tamagotchi the pet, or is there a pet that lives inside the Tamagotchi? Like, is it that you own a puppy and that, and the Tamagotchi controls how you look after it, or is the Tamagotchi a pet itself? I've never, I've never heard or seen so much soul searching about what the actual <laughs> essence of a Tamagotchi you is. I'm really stroking my face as well, like thinking about um, it. What like, is this? What is this thing? <laughs> no, I the ta- really Tamagotchi is the pet. It, like, Tamagotchi okay. is the little electronic cute pet, and then uh, and then you just carry it, him or her, whatever, around on like a little keychain. And it bleeps when it's done a shit. And then at first you clean it up. After a couple of weeks, you can't be bothered. And it dies. It feels like, it feels like there's a lot of cleaning up as shit, but not very much, you know, petting a soft pet or anything. Like the whole thing about having a pet is like holding it, bringing it for a walk, having a snuggle. This just seems like all the hard work and none of the joy. Well, it's a little bit like, and we'll get to this when we hit the episode of S. Oh, no, we did that last week. Yeah. I still can't get my head around the alphabet. Mm. We, should have, we should have talked about The Sims. Oh, the oh, T, yes. The Sims. Okay, the let's, Sims, let's work yeah. it in here. The Sims, absolutely huge in the 90s. And that was supposed to be, oh, I'm going to design them a swimming pool, make neighbours fall in love with each other and all that kind of stuff. At first, fine. But then very quickly you realise you've got to wipe up after them because they just go to the toilet in the middle of the lounge, the dirty beggars. And then, and, and, and there's people listening to this right now, and if, if this is you, I just want to point that little red flag towards you. If you're one of those people that during your childhood did awful things to Sims then you have potential to be a serial killer. And by that, I mean swimming pool with no way of getting out of it, so they swim until the, the eternity and then drown. Or building a house with no windows that's got no toilets, so they would just go to the toilet on the floor. A lot of people set fire what to their sims. What are you talking about? This is horrific. Like, people do it, man. What are even describing? People do or have done awful things. You know when they have like, a, you know, I'm a big interest in, in true crime, right? They get like a serial killer and then they look through their history and they're like oh, yeah, done yeah. awful stuff to like hamsters Kill, in the woods. Killing pets, or, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that kind of thing. was like, you know, taxidermy all into that when he was a kid. All that kind of stuff, right? I think the next level is going to be of a generation now. When 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 people who are like 30-odd, 40-odd now might get into prime serial killing territory, they'll look back at what they did to The Sims, the digital mm. footprint. But did you're you, you know, talk- 
You're talking about The Sims as if it's in the past, right? Do you know Renee, who used to work in, in Golden Square with you? I know Renee, yes. Yeah, I went over to her house about a month ago and she has this massive screen in her living room. Like, it's absolutely huge. takes up half the room. And she was watching, I kid you, I kid you not, she was watching somebody play The Sims on that screen. Like, she wasn't playing. She had no involvement in it, but she was watching a guy play it and narrate what he it. was doing. And I, I was like, love it. what the hell are you doing? And she's like, I just find it really relaxing. I was then like, my, what? And my eldest daughter still plays it. My eldest, Erin, who is 12, still plays it. It's still going strong. Again, another thing that completely went over my head. But, I mean, again, this is putting me out there a little bit, but I'm just going to say it. I remember searching online, finding a poke like a cheat, a code, that a hack that allowed you to take away the pixelation from Sims so that you could see them naked when they were having a shower or going for a poo. And is that weird? How, is that weird? Yeah, it's really, really fucking weird. Like, that's incredibly weird. And so what, you just watch them and then they'd finish and you just move on with your day? Yeah. Yeah, just uh, just kind of that. So, yeah. That alone? So, that's all you were doing, just watching and moving along with your day? Was that it? Oh, imagine getting like up to no good whilst watching a sim go to the toilet. I think that's as low as you can get. Nothing surprises me about you anymore, but... Um, anyway, we'll put that out there. Let's see wh- yeah. whether that flies. Tweet me at Bush on the radio if you're the same. <laughs> In the 80s, the 1990s, covered a couple there. T is for Tamagotchi and The Sims. Before we get into the next one, can I just say one thing? A song that stuck in my head from a previous episode what? that I wasn't aware of this thing, but you told me about it. Yeah. And it's this song. Down at the bottom of the garden, among the birds and the bees. Did you know Poddington Peas? We never spoke about that. We sw- I swear we've talked about Poddington Peace. How else do I know about it? How I've never heard of it. Really? You've gone mental. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've never heard of that. Oh, I saw oh. you tweeting about that earlier. I thought you just... I thought you. I, I thought we talked about it. I know we've been away for two weeks, but... No. Uh, now, we do know that you have the worst memory of anyone in my whole life. Oh, really? I mean, you are cheating on me as well with another podcast. Could it be that? You cheating well, look, bastard. Come on, don't, it's football. It's now you're not even I interested in it. I don't give a shit. Like I, 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 literally see it and I like mute all their accounts so I don't have to see you on another podcast. I get so jealous. What did you, what did you call me then? A, a cheating bastard. <laughs> Just to clarify. All right, yeah. Cheers. Rory Gleeson has been in touch, right? <clears throat> That's he and now. It's so true. He's been in touch on the Instagram page, HZ of the 90s podcast, and he has said that T is for the Tango ads back in the 90s, right? And yes. he is so right. I spent all morning on YouTube watching Tango ads. So I don't know if you remember this, but it'd just be some random woman or man standing on like a platform. They'd have a can of Tango and they'd drink some and nothing would happen. And then some, he has said, um, Ray Wilkins doing the commentary. Does that mean anything to you? He's a football, ex football player. Player. Right, I didn't yeah. know he was the one doing the commentary. He's the one doing the commentary, and then uh, he'd go, "Let's see that. Let's 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 have a replay of that, please." And the replay would show the person in slow motion drinking the can of Tango, and a man in orange would come and just like either slap them across the face or put his hand to his mouth and then give them a kiss on the lips. You know that sort of like that kiss. You know when you're pretending to kiss someone. Different times. And the person just looks so shocked. They were iconic. There was nothing like that back in the day. And you, I remembered them so much as soon as I YouTubed them. Well, um, a fellow called John, John Mitchie, I think his name is, has uh, tweeted us to say that they were banned. Uh, people were banned from doing the slap in, their, oh, because, in his school. Oh, because people started doing that in People would just go up to people. And, you remember a, few, a couple of weeks ago I was telling you about quavering, where you used to put your hand in the crease of someone's backside? Yeah, Please tell me you remember that. I think that was a dream. 
Um, I talked to you about quavering. Quaver no, you, no, 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 you did talk to us about it, but I, right. I think you've made it up, though. See, Poddington Peas has really thrown me. Um, but, uh, yeah, so I think it's people taking stuff that they've seen on the telly as like a viral thing and then doing it on the yard. But, yeah, there was, I, mean, I remember people going up and doing the old slap on people's faces. It's like, you yeah. think about oh, it yeah. now, like, there's like a change in the laws and all that kind of stuff. You'd go absolutely mad if someone did that to you. Do you know what I mean? Well, if you opened a can of tango in the 90s, you were kind of asking for it, weren't you? That's a good point. It's a good point. Do you know what I mean? In the 80s, the 1990s, maybe you slapped someone in the face on your schoolyard. Tears for tango and tango ads. Let's stay on the drink angle. Josh says tea in the in the 80s, of the 1990s is also for tab clear. Do you remember tab clear? Oh my, tell me about, this is a clear drink, fizzy drink. Yeah, uh-huh. What flavour, what flavour was it? I don't, you know, I can't remember. I can't remember what tab clear tasted of. It's just like a distant memory. For, yeah, I don't think it was around very long, but like the minute you said the name, I rem- I recognise that name. I mean, tab clear makes it sound like there was like a tab that wasn't clear. But then again, people used to call Siggy's tabs quite a lot during the 90s and the 80s True. as well. So all in, it was quite confusing. Just having a little googly. Tab clear was a variation of tab. Well, that's unhelpful. Oh my God, yep. yes. It's Coca-Cola's contribution to the short-lived to the short-lived clear cola movement in the early 1990s. So basically, it was supposed to taste like Coke, but it was clear. So what, are you telling me that the people who made Coca-Cola, the Coca-Cola people, made Tab? Yeah. Wow. I can see that. That's crazy. Isn't that weird? So I can see on there, there was a Pepsi Crystal as well. Millions of people have lost weight with personalised plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Wow. Okay, let's find out where they were discontinued. Tab Very quickly, was, Louise, have you, yeah. have you got a, have you got a pre- preference out of Coke and Pepsi? Have you, how I do just, you feel about those? Look, I'm going to put it out there, right? I don't actually really like fizzy drinks, which I think is a really good thing because I love so much other unhealthy food. Like, I love junk food. What, um, what's wrong with you? Did you have an accident or you dropped on your head as a kid? Why do you like fizzy drinks? it's weird, isn't it? Because I think when I used to, like, heavily drink in my 20s and stuff, right? And I used to have, like, weekends where I would go out on Friday and get home on Sunday and stuff. And Start fights thing, in kebab shops and stuff. Totally. And the only thing that would help me was, like, a can of Coke. And I think it really brings me back to those, like, fearful Sundays when I'd been out all weekend and I just can't really do it anymore, dude. I just can't. Sweaty and scared going to the newsagents at four o'clock in the afternoon Sweaty when it's dark on a Sunday. scared, yeah. And, like, just, like, yeah. questioning every life decision I've ever made. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so I just, I'm not really into fizzy drinks, but... <laughs> Fair enough. Can of, Coke, can of Coke on a hangover, which, you know, it's amazing. And uh, my partner sometimes get them in the local shop, a, cl- a, a glass bottle of Coke. 
Oh, yeah. It makes you feel like you're on a Greek holiday with your parents in Falaraki in the, in the mid-90s or something like that. So good, Bush. So fucking good. Oh, so good. You can say that. Right. Oh, you can say that. I just went, oh, a curse. I was oh. like, oh, it's our podcast. We can you were calling it. me a cheating bastard like five <laughs> minutes ago. Don't bring it up, Bush. Okay, I'll scratch your eyes Stop. out. Okay, all right. You've obviously got a problem with this. <laughs> T is for tab clear in the 80s out of the 1990s. I'm going to set the scene. It's Sunday evening getting a bit dark we're in Ireland you start to get the fear you don't know what to do the rosary no No, not yet you haven't done your homework so you sit down you're like how am I going to escape from this and it was always on Sky One five o'clock on a Sunday what am I talking about I don't know I don't know what it is five o'clock every Sunday new episodes on Sky One is it is it to do with religion at all the Simpsons. Come on, The Simpsons. Oh, The Simpsons, yes. What a beautiful, again, what a beautiful singing voice you have. Just one more time there, Louise. I know people yeah, like to you. take clips of this done. podcast. If you didn't get it the first time, you're not getting it again. <laughs> <laughs> it was so iconic. I love, I love so The Simpsons. I, I just, we can't not mention it. I mean, obviously, I feel like, I think the writers switched, like, maybe three quarters of the length through the season and it really changed. It just wasn't as good. Um, but the early... No, not, no, sorry, not the early episodes because they were a bit shit as well, like the very first season when they looked like stick... They just looked awful, the animation. Yeah. But when The Simpsons was at its height, I think Conan O'Brien was a part of it. Gr- Matt Groening, isn't it? Matt Groening was the main Matt writer. Gro- I remember Groening, it's- Matt Groening, yeah, you're right. And it started off in the ad breaks or, or started off in the Tracy Ullman show, I think, from... Did it. ...Aged Memory. What I find bizarre about The Simpsons now is that if you watch an old episode, like first few series episode, it looks ancient, which makes me feel really old. Like it's like not full screen, kind of dirty old school animation and all that kind of thing. And it makes me feel really, really old. But it's so it's it's such a brilliant predictor of how you know society has gone. Like they got they got so many calls right on stuff that has come to fruition. Oh, I know. Do you like know what they mean? were basically they were premonitions. Stuff, you know? I know. Yeah. I think they basically um, they preempted. Trump becoming president at one point in yeah. the 90s as well. But yeah, it was the one show that, like, as, as we know, we've talked about it. My dad doesn't suffer fools. He wasn't the kind of dad who would sit down and watch cartoons or watch TV with us ever. He was just always off doing his own thing. But The Simpsons was something he would sit down and watch with us and laugh yeah. his head off. It was so ahead of its time. But above all, it was just so incredibly smart. And I miss that sort of what's it called an appointment to watch where yeah. everyone would just sit down together in the living room and watch that and it was the pinnacle of of Sunday afternoon evening and then there was a really famous programme on after it in Ireland called Glen Row which obviously you wouldn't have had here and it was just about these you know families in rural Ireland and that had a really iconic theme tune as well and you would you sing that one knew, for us if you can no, recall you. it at all go on and go then, please because I, I, I don't know what it is no 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 no. and then after Glen Row it was like right up and have your bath and go to bed you know and that was the weekend <laughs> over that was the weekend closed off and that was the 90s for me the Simpsons and Glen Row I really want to hear Glen Rose's uh, theme tune, Louise. Please, don't deny me this. I've got my operation in a couple of days' time. It was an iconic fr- Sunday evening, and I miss that. I don't I don't know if there is that anymore for kids, like, of sort of school age, where there's just this huge thing on a, on a Sunday that rounds off your weekend. You tell me, Bush. 
I love it. No, I mean, I think it made cartoons funny for the first time. Like, like you say, grown-ups want to sit and watch a cartoon. Some great characters on it. Just the, the, the incidental characters in The Simpsons, for me, were just the best. Like, Troy McClure, the guy that used to do all the kind of uh, hammy <laughs> adverts. And all, and the amount of famous people that have been in it yeah. uh, and willing yeah. to send themselves up and take the mickey out of themselves is fantastic. So, yeah, 100% in the 80s of the 1990s. T is for The Simpsons. Other ones that have come in on the wires. Thank you for your brilliant suggestions as ever for this podcast. Matt says Transworld Sports Saturday morning. No, do you remember Transworld Sport? Really low budget sports program, deadpan delivered by this kind of uh, uh, incredibly formal narrator about sports around the world. And it'd be like in the motocross in South Korea, uh, rider Ichi Gambora got himself a gold medal with this amazing trip around the final bend. But he would talk like that. It's like he was smoking a cigarette whilst he was doing the narration. Loved Transworld Sport. And was he uh, on screen and then just showing you these various different sports, was it? N- never saw what he looked like. But he oh, just really? delivered it with that incredible um, commentating on world events uh, around the world. In, in golf, Maria Azaburn scored this birdie in two in southern, in southern Spain. Transworld Sport. So tell me this, Bush, as a sport lover, like, yes. do you care? <laughs> Transworld sport. Do you care what's going on in, like, sport around the world? No. Yeah. Couldn't give I a shit. thinking that, yeah. Even football, I, I only care about Everton. I don't care about any other teams. Don't Sounds care about the England right. team. Yeah. Um, not interested in golf, not interested in rugby. I mean, I'm only interested in... Everton and NFL, but I don't really have a, I don't really have an NFL team. I just like I just like looking at it and thinking it's cool. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. That's me in a nutshell in sport. Okay, I love that. So T is for Transworld Sport. Okay, T is also for this. This was huge back in the day, Bush. I remember where I was. I was in sixth class in in primary uh-huh. school, so I hadn't gone into secondary school or high school yet. And this band broke up. And it was such huge news at the time that I'm not even joking you. I'm going to give you two pieces of of, of info here. One right. was that there had to be um, helplines set up for people in crisis hearing the news. Yeah. And the second thing is a girl in my class took a scissors and carved the uh, the band's emblem into her arm when they broke oh up because she was so Lord. devastated. And that, of course, is the the ending or the breakup of the band Take That. Do you know what? It was on TV the other day, a bit of news footage from that time. Yeah. And you just can't believe it. Like, we went to the Beatles story when we were in Liverpool the other weekend. Mm. Um, and they were showing all, you know, like, my mum used to go see them at the cavern and all that kind of stuff and be one of those girls that would be dragged out because they were going like, Rah! and, like, absolutely yeah. losing the plot. And the, 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 the take that was, was the closest I think we've got to that in the modern era. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, Madness. I do. I, I just and even like, I think I find it really fascinating. This whole sitting down to announce they're breaking up and everything. Do you remember all like that? A press like conference. A, holding a press conference. Yeah, and like hundreds of journos there, and like. But the weirdest thing was, imagine having that where they actually thought we need mental health professionals to deal with this. <laughs> like that's crazy, man. But they were right though, because people did absolutely lose their minds over it. So they would they they predicted it in the, in you know correctly. The, so what what happened? Did Robbie Robbie left, didn't he? Yeah. And then they limped on for a little bit and then they just finally packed it in. Limped on is the perfect uh, description of that. And girls in my class were devastated. And I remember a girl had a scissors and she did. So the TT was like the two tops of the T's were... Uh, running parallel to each other and then yeah. you know so they were opposite each other if that makes sense there was a circle around that and she put that into her arm oh my so god 
I know. Now, she's, I only met her recently and she's fully sane and has, you know, a very successful <laughs> life now. So we don't need to worry about her. But it was just, it was huge at the time. Maybe you're listening to this and you've carved uh, an emblem or initials of something or someone that you love into a part of your body. Do get in touch with us. You can get in touch via the Instagram, which is... A to Z of the 90s podcast on Insta. Uh, so T is for Take That, and they sadly split during the 90s. Uh, we have a submission from friend of the show, friend of the podcast, uh, lovely Andy Crisp, and this is his suggestion for T. Here we go. Hi, Bush and Louise. It's Andy here with a suggestion for the A to Z of the 90s. T is for Tarantino, as in Quentin Tarantino. Um, Tarantino pretty much to my mind, revolutionised movies in the 90s. Um, starting off with Reservoir Dogs, um, making Cutting Off Ears cool, uh, or as cool as Cutting Off an Ear can be. Um, followed that up pretty quickly with Pulp Fiction. Um, pretty sure there's not, not many of us who didn't have that film poster on our walls at university. Who can forget Uma Thurman, looking achingly cool with a cigarette. And then he also made Vampires Call in that same decade um, with From Dusk Till Dawn. So T is for Tarantino and making things cool that your mum and dad probably wouldn't want you to think were cool. Big thank you to Andy there, who, uh, as far as I can tell, is endorsing cutting off ears, uh, being a vampire and smoking cigarettes. Love Andy. Uh, he's he's right though, isn't he? Like those Tarantino films back in the day. Like every boy that I grew up with, you know, one of his favourite films was a Tarantino film. Amazing. I, I mean, I'll never forget going to watch uh, Pulp Fiction at the cinema, and it just blew me away. And they, Did they you showed see a it bit. In the cinema, Bush. Saw it in the cinema. They showed a bit on the news the other day, actually, like an archive bit of footage of um, uh, Tarantino stood at the side when they were doing their jive. You know, Uma Thurman and uh, John Travolta were doing the jive in the restaurant, uh, and he was like dancing along with them, and he was just so. I interview. I was lucky enough to interview him, um, wow. uh, Tarantino, ages and ages ago, uh, and he still watches all of his stuff on on video cassette recorder on VCR. He, he, it's his preferred medium to watch stuff on, and he, one of the reasons he loves it so much, and this goes back to the nineties and the eighties and stuff as well. He loves doing his own tracking. I don't know what that means. You know, on a video recorder, you used to be able to have a little dial that would change the the tautness of the actual um, uh, rap. You know, the the the, the film. Yeah. You adjust the tracking. He adjusts the tracking for each individual video cassette that he's got so he can watch a movie in his own way with its own kind of, you know, tint or, uh, you know, cr- preciseness of picture, uh, etc. What a fantastically nerdy thing to do as a film buff. Like, that's amazing. <laughs> I love that. So he's got everything on VCI. He's, I think he's one of the few people in the world that still has, you know, video cassette recorder as his main medium of watching movies. But that's just Quentin Tarantino for you. And he's right. He's one in a million. In the A to Z of the 1990s, it is indeed T for Tarantino. Come here, Bush. Um, what was he like? Really nice guy. It's such a nice, lovely, lovely man. Kind of I, was, weird. I, was, I went in there really scared of him and he's just yeah. lovely. So I've gone in for interviews thinking I'm going to get on with someone and not go on with them. And I felt like I wasn't going to get on with him and I did. So um, we've not been bowling or anything, but I do feel that if if I'd have been in there another five minutes, we could have, you know, gone for a drink. Like as a date? Well, let's just see what happens at the time I was unattached. (laughs) Let's just see where the evening leads us. Right, a quick, quick look around some of the other ones here, Louise, because we're running out of time. Uh, Poncho says, Tears for TLC, the band, with their quiet singing. Do you remember them? them? Do you remember she died as well? Lisa Left Eye Lopez. That was horrendous, way before her time. What happened to her eye? Why was she called Left Eye? I've was no there a idea. problem with her eye? Maybe okay. she just wanted to wear a patch a bit like yourself, just as a fashion statement. 
Andy Left Eye Bush, or Left Nose. <laughs> Andy Half a Nose Bush, that's what we called. Uh, Graham also suggests, and I'd forgotten about these, Technics jackets. Do you remember those awful puffer jackets with Technics oh written on the back? DJ ones. ones. Yes. Really bad. Look like oh. a member of the far right or something, you know, like Combat so 18. Horrific. I hated them. <laughs> Dan Green says train spotting, so true. <laughs> Or what, going down there with your mates and just watching the latest like steam train go through and writing it down in a book or something, yeah? That's exactly yeah? what he's talking about, yeah. That's oh, exactly so cool, man. I was bloody brilliant during the 90s. All I can say is don't watch that on a calm day. <laughs> no, the baby crawling along, the baby I mean. on the ceiling is one of the worst things I think I've ever seen in my entire life. It's terrifying. PF, it only left their initials, says this is for the ladies, thigh masters. They were, there were always these ads on past like 1am in the morning. There was always for the thigh master or if you got up early, there was always ads for the thigh master, right? So that is like, is it squeezing something? Is that a bit of squeezing or pushing? What are you doing with a thigh so master? I think it's like a V, right? And you put it between your um, knees and then you're trying to bring that V together and that's giving your thighs a workout. Sounds awful. That sounds absolutely horrendous thing to do in front of the telly. In front of the telly, yeah. Uh, Rich Stone says trolleys and canals. I'm not sure that's specific to the 90s, but... Do you know what, right? You know our friend, our mutual friend Brian, producer Brian, right? His mum used to tell him that discarded trolleys in town around about were kids that didn't get home in time for bedtime and they got turned into a trolley when the sun went down. That is so niche that she's either a genius or just absolutely a mad woman. Is that not the weirdest thing? If Going out and about now, having a look around, right? If you keep that in your mind, that trolleys, discarded trolleys, are children that didn't make it home in Good time Lord. for tea. Isn't that weird? Go, I bet he always got home for ti- in time for tea, though, did he? He was never late. Never late after hearing that. Didn't want to turn into a trolley half submerged in a canal. His mother's Irish, right? Yes, it's not. I think it must, might be an Irish thing. Yeah, explain. A lot of scaring. Scaring. You, you won't go to heaven, that kind of stuff. Purgatory. Yeah. A, lot of, a lot of throwing around of purgatory. Take your hands out of your pockets, stop playing with yourself, that type of thing. Exactly, exactly. Uh, we've run out of time, Louise. Thank you so much for everyone who's contributed to this episode. Sorry we were away for a couple of weeks, but we're back, and it's a clear run now right the way through till Z. Yes. Uh, Louise, what is the Instagram if people want to get in touch for suggestions for what's going to be a difficult one, which is you next week? Good Lord, you. Uh, a to Z of the 90s podcast, please help me, because I can see Bush. He's even glazed over saying the letter, so we really need some help. Need all the help we can get. We love you all. Thank you so much for listening. Spread the word. It's the A to Z of the 90s, and we will see you next week. Bye, Bush. Bye-bye, Louise. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.